Hey, 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 welcome back to the House of Trauma podcast. It is me, your favorite podcast host, Kiana Breen. Now let's get into it. Okay, first and foremost, before we like really dive deep, I would like to extend an apology for my abrupt absence over the past two months. There has been a lot of changes, adjustments, and things going on within my personal life that has prevented me from fully committing to the House of Trauma podcast. And one thing I hate to do is to release half-ass episodes just to say I did it when my heart's not in it, when my mind is not in it, when I'm not fully committed to bringing you the best possible content that I personally can produce. So um, again, I want to apologize for not announcing my hiatus, but I am back. We are here each and every Wednesday Wherever you listen to your podcast um, and we are going to be consistent and we are going to continue to bring the best of the best content as we work on our self-love healing journey and as we do the shadow work to eliminate this trauma within our lives. So let's dive deep. Boy, oh boy, did I used to hate being sober and I know it sounds crazy. Like, hold on now. Do I need to attend AA meetings? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, I, I was for sure a piehead. Yeah. Yeah, I was a fiend for weed. I started smoking weed uh, for the first time when I was only 14 years old. That was, Well, that was the first time I ever smoked it. Now, I smoked it consistently almost every day from the time I was 17. But it was sporadically, randomly when I was 14 years old. Um the first time I hit a blunt, I went to this party my freshman year. So it was supposed to be a going away party for um, a foreign exchange student that I had class with. And one of the girls that I was super cool with in class, she was like, oh, we throwing a going away party for so-and-so at my house. She gave me the address, you know, whatever. I remember my sister did not want to go with me, but my brother did. And it's funny because I was a freshman. My brother was in eighth grade. But again, I'm just like, I'm a freshman. I'm new in town. Like, I don't really know what to expect or what's going on. I'm just like, oh, so party like my brother can come too she said yeah cool whatever we went there it was totally like the wildest shit I had ever experienced in my life but it was still safe for the most part and so how I ended up smoking weed is I um we were all standing outside and we were talking. So I had had a couple drinks. And so we were all standing outside and we were just talking and everybody was like standing in a circle. And I walked up to the group and we just all laughing, talking, ha, ha, ha. I realized they passing a blunt around a circle. When it comes to me, the guy passes it to me. He looking at me and I'm looking at him and he looking at me and I'm looking at him. And I just take the blunt and like I smoked it. <laughs> and I guess some people may think it was like, peer pressure in the moment but nobody pressured me nobody gave a fuck if I did or if I didn't I was just like shit why the fuck not like I was no stranger to weed in a sense of I've seen so many people in my family up until that point who smoked weed adults of course I've seen a couple people my age back when I lived in Milwaukee so at this time I lived in Texas but anyways nobody like super close to me like none of my friends smoked weed or nobody that I I knew for sure that were my peers smoked weed, but it was like, in my mind, it was no big deal. So, uh, you know, I hit the weed, nothing weird happened, you know, whatever. Again, that was like my first real introduction myself to smoking weed. 
Like you may ask, why did I do it? Again, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, fuck it. Why not? I was adventurous and willing to try things as long as I felt safe about it in the moment. Like in hindsight, um, 15 years later, now I'm thinking it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do to smoke weed in that setting because I may have gone to school with most of these people, but I did not know them that well. Again, I was new. It wasn't. It hadn't even been that far deep into the school year. And I know one of the number one rules, do not smoke what you don't roll up. And again, I didn't like pass out. Nobody took advantage of me. I didn't feel weird afterwards. I just remember being extremely fucking hungry when I got home that day. Like, I don't even know that I fully understood what it meant to actually be like high on um, marijuana, you know. In that moment, because again, I had had a couple drinks. I just remember being super giggly and super hungry when I got home. And I mean, that was pretty much that on that. So as I got older, as time progressed, again, I smoked weed here and there, typically just in like a social setting, like at a party or I might be hanging out like with a, a friend I remember me and my sister used to go hang out with my cousin a lot and the nigga she would hang out with they would smoke weed so sometimes I would smoke with them and sometimes I wouldn't and again I want to emphasize I never felt pressured to do so nobody ever tried to make me feel weird or weak or like lame for not doing it it was just like hey you want to hit it okay you don't more for me thank you great <laughs> like it was always that kind of experience for me when it became to when it came to smoking weed and I want to make that clear because I feel like a lot of times people feel like you may only do drugs and yes weed is a drug which I now know and I'm gonna get into people make it seem like you only do drugs or like you only drink at a young age because somebody pressured you to and again nobody pressured me to I didn't feel like I had to like none of this was done against my will everything was me just being completely willing able and uh, wanting to experiment with certain things and that's what led to this so um again I was smoked periodically over the course of the next three to four years before I just became a full-blown pothead as some may say and once I started to like really smoke weed once I started to like buy weed for myself I became almost codependent but it would take me years and I do mean years to realize just how codependent on weed I had become so my senior year in high school (laughs) I actually got a couple couple of funny stories (laughs) I remember uh well first of all my mom blames me for my sister's smoking I remember one day she told me and at this point in time me and my two younger sisters we were all over the age of 18 and I I don't remember exactly the situation what happened but my mama looked at me and was like I blame you she said it like in a joking way but I believe she really did blame me she's like I blame you for your sister smoking weed like this this is on you this is your fault you introduced them to this This is your fault I had to think back like damn I introduced my my girls to this and you know maybe I did maybe I really did I just remember one time I smoked with my my younger brother and this is when we both was in high school and um we were sitting outside and I just remember 
baby being hired in a motherfucking kite eyes ready to the devil's dick okay and oh lord forgive me um and my mom had texted me and said you know it was time to come in the house she like get your ass in here i got school in the morning dishes need to be done all type of other stuff and i texted my brother like damn my mom wants to come in the house and he's like fuck we still high i looked at him he looked at me i was like she gonna have our head <laughs> And to this day, my brother think it is so funny because I'm like, she's going to kill us. <laughs> like, she's going to walk in here. She's going to look. We're going to walk in here. She's going to look us in her eyes. And she's going to be like, y'all must think I'm boo-boo the motherfucking fool. Like, because my mom was one of those adults and I was growing up who I seen smoke weed. I see my auntie smoke weed, my uncles, uh, older cousins. I see my daddy smoke weed like everybody did. So I'm like, they ain't no stranger to know what it looks like and how your demeanor is when you hide. We're as good as dead. You know, that's how I felt <laughs> in that moment. And after I, uh, so let's fast forward a little bit because after I graduated high school, the, the guy I was dating at the time, he smoked weed. And I'll never forget when he first found out I did. He's like, no fucking way. He's like, you know, he's like, because girls usually don't smoke weed and it's like a guy thing and it's seen as like not being cute or like not being girly. And it's just, I'm smoking to get high. I'm not smoking to be cute. Okay, let's be clear on that. But anyways, I used to smoke with him. Like me and him, we would smoke together. Um, the summer after high school, and that's actually how I met one of my good friends to this day, which was his best friend at the time. And all of us smoked together. And I just remember we were walking because, like, right out of high school, we never smoked in his mom's house. Just kind of like out of like a respect thing. But as time progressed, it was the motherfucking smoking house at that point. But I remember. We walked somewhere, maybe to like get some food or something, because he stayed like, okay, if you're familiar with the Milwaukee area, kind of close to downtown, like the Marquette College area, it's like a bunch of restaurants and stuff. I think we like walked to get food or like we walked to 7-Eleven or something, and I remember we were walking back to his mom's house, and we were just talking, like running our mouths, and I turned around like, where is so-and-so? And we turned around, and he like a block back. I cannot make this up. He is a block back, and he is just standing there. So we like, bro... What, what are you doing like come back up here and he just laughing so we walk back like we, we got somewhere to be well we really had nowhere to be we like we trying to get back to the crib like what are you doing and he gonna say he forgot how to walk i could not stop laughing because not this your first time high and you forgot how to walk but <laughs> let me tell you why i believe him I believe I'm 110% because when I was still in high school and I used to smoke and like I, me and my older sister and like my younger siblings would smoke like with our friends and I felt like every time we smoked, we had to take a walk because nobody could smoke in a parent's house, right? And I remember one of my friends had a car, but the first time we smoked in her car, her parents came outside and when we tried to let the windows out, all the smoke was coming out the car and we... <laughs> She got her ass shooed out. So now we can't smoke in front of, we can't smoke in the car no more in front of our house or nothing like that. So we will always take a walk. And I will always feel like my legs, like, were losing feeling. Like, it was so weird. And it would be so funny because I'll be walking. I would, like, bump into somebody. And they like, girl, move. And I'm like, my bad. I feel like my legs is just kind of like, like on a slant. Y'all know what I mean? Like, is this making sense? My leg would be kind of like, like I'm walking on a slant almost. It was super weird. So, anyways. I said all that to say when he said he forgot how to walk I'm like my legs be doing some weird shit too or it used to be when I was like you know a beginner like an amateur I'm like I've grown and progressed and 
I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. So my legs, we, we figure things out together. My legs and my mind are on one accord at this moment in time. But <laughs> I think that is just um, a funny little story that happened. And as I progressed into college, like the three of us, me, my ex, and his best friend, we all went to the same college. And it was two other people there. So it was like a group of five of us. It was three girls and two boys. And we used to always hang out. And we used to smoke together. And this was in our struggle smoking days where we would all be like, okay, can everybody just come up with $5? $5, we can, you know, get some blunts, roll it up, go, go to the gas station, get some. Uh, I think at that point, we were smoking White House. Oh, yeah. Real old school. <laughs> old school that's funny um and then we eventually progressed into swishers as our blunt of choice um at one point we was doing the raw papers you know um I stayed with swishers I can't speak for nobody else until I didn't even smoke weed no more so I stayed with swishers for a decade and um People eventually progressed to like Dutches and Backwoods and, you know, whatever else they chose to to smoke they weed out of. But, um, yeah, in addition to us like being like, oh, you know, you got five dollars, you got five dollars. It was sometimes it'd be five people on one motherfucking blunt because it may be only one person or two people had five dollars or ten dollars and we kind of come together and it it almost became like hype mode uh, for some of us because we. They would even me, you know, at some point I had to draw the line, but sometimes we would or they would even like be going outside to smoke when it's like literally freezing, like below zero outside. At this point, my high is blown before it can even begin because it's so cold outside, like my hands are frostbitten. So like I said, at some point I would have to draw the line, but we had to find new and exciting ways to smoke our weed like when blunts wasn't available and once we eventually like made friends on campus like people who had their own houses so we didn't always have to smoke outside it was on and motherfucking popping so like I said uh blunts eventually progressed into new and exciting ways so when we wasn't smoking blunts no more it progressed into pipes and then bongs and it's crazy because when niggas seen us uh first smoke bongs for the first time so we we was used to it because we was doing this back home but now we in college we hanging out with some some new people we didn't met and um some black people we didn't met and they just kind of like no that's crackhead shit why would i be smoking out of a bong and it's funny because now every nigga i know if you smoke weed nine times out of ten you own a bong (laughs) but back then it was so foreign to them they like no this shit is weird i'm not smoking out of that because again they associated with crackheadism (laughs) that's a word i just made up crackheadism but for real they they wasn't down for that but um on the contrary they would do the gas mask so if you've never seen somebody smoke with a gas mask it basically looks like a gas mask that you put on your head and you cannot escape the smoke you just gotta hit that bad boy one time and your entire face like everything is consumed with smoke if you inhale even a smidget you're gonna get that smoke um inhalation and i remember the first time i hit it i was with my ex and his brother and his friends and um yeah, I had never been so high at that point <laughs> in my life. I'm like, no, this, this is some crazy shit. Like the gas mask was definitely um one for the books. After a while, I was like, y'all on y'all own. I just rather hit the bong or smoke a blunt. Like we, it ain't for me. <laughs> um, 
I think somebody's friend, roommate, somebody we knew. Um, I remember some girls, some white girls, they showed us how to make a gravity bong. And it was like with a two liter soda bottle, like couldn't have and like a bowl of water. It was like this whole big thing, like look it up yourself and figure it out. But it was like another way to get high, just like to make it more fun than um, just rolling a blunt. We met a lot of cool people. All right, speaking for myself, I met a lot of cool people. Some friends, some just associates, but a lot of people through just like bonding off of uh, off of smoking weed. It's it's crazy how it, it really brought us together. <laughs> That's funny, but no, seriously. And um, I mean, at this at that point in my life, I never thought that it would be a moment that I would stop smoking weed. And I know it sounds crazy, and I used to tell uh, one of my friends this because she. Was, she had smoked weed before, but she wasn't like a smoker. I feel like a lot of people have tried it before without like making a habit out of it. But she was like, girl, what you, you, you thought you would never smoke weed, never not smoke weed in your life. No, I did. I seen no end. When I first started smoking weed and when I was in the thick of it, I seen no end because why would I? I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I tried to be as productive as I could possibly be, depending on if it was an indica and a sativa. Um... So again, I seen no end to me smoking weed. And it's funny because back in my college days, um, we used to always come back to the dorm, I guess, smelling like weed. The campus police used to watch us like motherfucking hawks. The um, What do they call them? Like the, I don't know. They was like in, in charge of the dorms. Like, um, I know we had like the, the RH or I, I don't really know who they were called. But if you came into our dorms after either like 1030, maybe like 11 p.m. or something like that, like you had to check in with your ID. And anytime we would like be coming in all together, checking in, they would just be looking at us like these niggas cannot be serious. These motherfuckers that came in here high yet again. Like it was like an everyday thing. Like they had their motherfucking eyes on us. And um it's crazy because you know when you when you smoking a lot and you smell like weed and you asking somebody else who smell like weed who just got done smoking what you do I smell like weed and everybody like no you good you good you good. Let me tell you something right now. You're never good. You are never good. You always smell like weed and people can always tell. And they hated our fucking guts. They were waiting for the moment where they can get us caught up. And um, unfortunately, that moment came for one of us. Just very briefly, because this ain't my story to tell. That's his story to tell. But the guy that I was dating at the time in college, um, my room actually smelled heavily like weed. Actually, the whole floor did. I stayed on seventh floor. The whole seventh floor smelled like weed. But when they came to the floor, they came knocking on my door because remember, they had been watching us and um, they actually searched my room. I told them absolutely not. And then my um, my boyfriend at the time, he was concerned because I wasn't answering my phone and he came back to the dorm like a fool. And uh, they ended up searching him and he had weed on him. And it was like this whole big thing um, that I don't even want to get into right now. But yeah, like I said, they have been watching us. And one of us did eventually get caught up from that BS. So anyways, as my weed habit is progressing, I went from sharing blunts with the crew to smoking multiple blunts a day by myself. I'm telling you, and I feel like it progressed so quickly, like at one point, I can only take a couple hits off the bong or again I will have to share the blunt with multiple people and then it went to like okay dang I can smoke a whole blunt by myself you know whatever whatever and then it went to one two three blunts a day and then 
before you knew it, I had to smoke before going anywhere, before doing anything. Like, okay, we getting ready to go somewhere. Hold on, let me roll this blunt real quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we driving, we on the way. I got the blunt roll. Let me light it up real quick before we get there. Oh, you made something to eat? Even family functions. You know the, the meme where they be like, you going to take a walk with your favorite cousin? I don't even know that we was taking walks. We was just stepping out in the back or going to get in somebody's car. And again, like I said before, you think you don't smell like weed, but you really do. It didn't matter that we just stood outside for 20 minutes and smoked this blunt. Somebody somewhere when you walked in that house knew you was motherfucking high. But after a while, I just didn't care. Like, oh, well, I remember one time, um, this lady, she's more like a friend of the family. And we was having like this party. This was actually like just not that long ago, over a year ago, maybe two years ago. And uh, at this point, I'm good and grown, uh, good and high. And everybody knows this. And she's just like, why are your eyes so red? What's going on? Why are your eyes so low? Like asking me all this question. What have you been doing? Where have you been going? I looked her in her eyes and said, I'm high and walked away. <laughs> girl play with somebody else Buki. i am not 18 i am not 19 i'm nobody's small child i'm a grown adult and i'm motherfucking high and you blowing it so move i don't know what the fuck she was thinking but anyways yeah just to further emphasize like i wasn't doing anything going anywhere without smoking first and i wasn't alone so that's why I really see no into it because it's like the older I got, the more I smoked, the more I came across people who smoked, the more people who didn't used to smoke like they smoke now. It was almost like it was so rare. Like when I first started smoking, it was rare to run into people who did smoke weed, right? Especially women. And then as it progressed, as time went on. And again, I feel like it happened so quickly. It was rare to run into people who didn't smoke. Like if I ran into you and you didn't smoke, it was like, okay. Oh, interesting. All right, whatever. So usually if they don't smoke, they drink. But then I did run into a few people who didn't do either, but that's their prerogative. Again, judgment-free zone through and through. It just ain't no shame in my game. But um, 420 quickly became a national holiday for me and my peers, okay? And we used to prepare for this. I feel like it was only once or twice during the decade long that I smoked weed every day, that I had to work on 420. And I was high at work. <laughs> That's how serious it was. I used to hit my blunt a couple times, at least smoke a half, at least smoke a half a blunt before I went into work because I didn't want to be too high because I always felt suspicious. Just like my boss knew I was high no matter how well I thought that I was hiding it. But yeah, 420 quickly became... um a national holiday for us and me and my sisters remember my mom said that I, I brought this upon them I apologize um but me and my sisters we used to get together and we would either like cook a ton of food or order a ton of food get like snacks just prepare we would have like five months a piece it's three of us what are we doing with 15 months I don't know but we smoked them all and then we progressed. It wasn't just just blunts. Then it had to be edibles too. And the first time I ever had an edible, it was a wheat cookie. And I remember my ex gave it to me. And he was like, here, you know, it's a wheat cookie. He was like, but they said it's strong, so you should just take half of it. And so I took half. But after a while, I didn't really feel like it was working. So I took the other half. And bitch, I don't know. I don't really remember the series of events that led up. I just remember him coming back in a room and he's like, um, are you okay? And I was like, um, I'm, I'm stuck. 
Like, like I was just laying there and I was like, like, I'm tired, but I'm not really tired. But I feel like I can't move. So I'm going to just lay here. And he just thought it was so funny. But then, you know, the edibles had to become like a part of our 420 ritual. Like, let's just add on to the high. I remember one year I got some... um weed brownies and it was like a rice crispy treat from this guy that my brother knew and I got some for me and my sisters and we took those first before like we did any other type of smoking on 420 and I mean hours went by I'm like girl light up the motherfucking blunt because why in the world are we not high right now like that's a joke and I remember him asking me like how was it it was trash because I really want my money back like it was so trash it made no sense and then it was like, anytime I would go to Las Vegas, anytime I would go to Vegas, the first stop from the airport was to the dispensary. It was to the dispensary. And I just love that I can go in there and like look at all these different um, names, like all these different strands that they have for the weed. Um, just, just decide if I wanted an indica, a sativa, a hybrid, you know, all the, the fancy names that they have for uh, the strands and just pick them out but then also some of them came like pre-rolled oh my goodness and I remember when people started to sell pre-rolls um instead of just like um like a pack of weed like people started to sell pre-rolls too like on the street like they, people was getting their money I wasn't mad at them but um <laughs> and like looking back now and I'm thinking back on you know all these times especially like going into Vegas and going into the dispensary it was like how do I want to put this? It was almost euphoric. Like it's it's like when I think about it, it's like a a feeling of like a really good feeling in my spirit. Like it was fun. Like I was excited to do these things and to smoke this weed. Which I wonder how crazy that sounds. And so I'm I'm deep. I'm in the thick of it of being a quote unquote pothead. <laughs> And I remember dating this guy later on and uh, he didn't like it. He didn't like that smoke weed, which was kind of funny because when I first met him, he used to want to smoke with me. But I, I started to realize, I think he was just doing that because I was smoking and he just like wanted to be a part of it. That shit was weird. But anyways, he didn't like that um, I smoked weed and he didn't want me like smoking in the house. And I'm just, I'm grown. It's my house. I'm, I'm smoking it. Like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm not going to stand outside and smoke my blunt. And I remember we lived together briefly. And then when we broke up, uh, he came over one time. And I don't remember why. It really doesn't matter why. But he was over there one day and said, the house smelled like weed. He's like, as soon as I move out, you're smoking in the house. Yes, yeah, my motherfucking house where I pay bills. I'm smoking. I told you that when you was here. Bitch, I'm not going outside. If it's a nice day, I'll sit out on the balcony. Like, I was even doing this after I moved to Texas. Like, if I just want to sit outside and smoke, yeah, but you're not. For Boy, bye. <laughs> bye. But um, when I when I first moved to texas so me and my roommate we used to smoke all the time like it was like our nightly thing we would always get together and smoke at night and you know sometimes periodically throughout the day but we were always in the night like smoking a blunt together it was like our ritual so again as i'm all these things are happening in life there's never a point in time where i'm like i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop i can see myself stopping i wonder what i'm gonna stop like it was never even a thought in my mind to stop smoking weed 
Okay. And I'm going to tell y'all what happened while I did, but it was never thought in my mind that I would stop smoking weed. I used to smoke on my lunch break at school um, when I was in school for aesthetics. And I remember I lived 15 minutes from school. Our lunch break was an hour. I used to drive home and smoke, but then sometimes traffic would get the best of me and I don't want to be late coming back from my break. So I would just put like a blunt in the car. Like I'll be smoking, getting ready for class. And then I will bring the blunt in the car with me and I would smoke a little bit on my lunch break. And then I would smoke on my way home. Like that's how codependent I became. And I didn't even realize I was codependent in my mind and my mind. I just wanted to smoke weed because why the fuck not? Like anytime I had downtime, roll up, light up, let's do this. And because I had been doing it for so long, it was just like second nature. And because I knew so many people who were doing it and so many people who were around me. And again, I was functioning, fully functioning. So I just really, again, in my mind, I seen no issue with what I was doing and how committed I was to smoking weed. And like smoking on my lunch breaks at school, um, when I used to start smoking in the car, like I started to find out that most of the girls in my class also smoked weed. So we would smoke together. But a lot of times, again, you think you don't smell like weed and you do smell like weed. Um, and we would come into school smelling like weed. So just to backtrack a little, when I would go home and smoke, I would change my shirt. Like I would either smoking just my bra or I was smoking like a different shirt. Like I would just completely change clothes almost. Um, but at the minimum, I would change my shirt before I went back to school because we just had to wear black. So I would just put on a different black shirt and go back to school. But now that I'm smoking in the car, there is no changing of the shirt. You know what I mean? So at one point they like, y'all have to stop coming in here smelling like weed or we're going to start sending y'all home. Like this is school. This is a place of business. Like this is not fucking appropriate. And at first I was kind of irritated, but then I'm like, no, they, they low key, right? We got to do better than this like we can like it's these people's rules we paying 14 thousand plus dollars to be here like the last thing we need is to be kicked out of fucking school because we can't put our blunt down for eight hours (laughs) that's how long the class was and I didn't even realize like how much I didn't care that people knew I smoked weed, but I didn't realize how much they knew that I did until I got a phone call one day from, would y'all believe my dad? And he was telling me that he had smoked some weed. He's like, oh, you know, I haven't smoked in years, you know, whatever, whatever. But I did smoke with so-and-so like this one time. And now my job, they was like, I don't know, it was something he had to take a drug test for work. So he was trying to ask me, how can he pass his drug test or whatever? And I just always see that is so funny because out of all your kids, you chose to call me to figure out how to pass your drug test because you knew I was going to be the one. He knew I was going to have the answers for him because I've had to pass drug tests too. And I, okay, once I use somebody else's pee, but I usually don't use nobody else's pee. I use my own. So I know how to quickly get it done and be successful at it. So I'm like, you've come to the right child and I will give you a step-by-step, a play-by-play, how you can quickly pass it today. <laughs> so it's so funny when I'll be thinking about just different memories. Um, my dad like different conversations that we had I'm like wow that's crazy he really called me to figure out how to pass his drug test and um so it also brings me back to that lady who's a friend of the family questioning me about being high and this is years later like girl my parents know my grandparents know like everybody knows this is no fucking secret so you all up in my grill ruining my high for why does it make no sense but um me and 
one of my younger sisters who my mom blamed me for uh becoming a piehead and at one point she really smoked more than me so I'm like shit she outdid me they both outdid me but anyways me and this particular sister like we lived together and I remember at one point it was just like like a routine like a ritual it was almost like I was on autopilot like um we would we would cook I mean like good ass gourmet ass meals we would smoke we would eat and we would watch netflix or we would watch a movie or we watch something or we would like go separately to our rooms and you know watch whatever and it was like we were continuously doing that but the meals used to be like so top notch like so top tier that one of my sister friends actually told us we should start a foodie instagram and this was like in 2016 2017 and here we are in 2023 and i'm like we really should have started that foodie instagram back then mm-mm-mm now I don't even eat meat we don't even live in the same city anyways another story for another day um it started to become a routine it started to become a ritual I was just smoking all the time again I became codependent and I didn't realize how much my body now needed the weed how much I depended on it how long I could not go without it and that's when I realized weed was in fact a drug and at this point in time you're probably asking yourself like what that's when you realized weed was a drug yeah because a lot of people when we talk about weed and when we talk about drugs they're usually a separate conversation and yes some people say weed is a gateway drug I would have to disagree I would have to disagree I think that people smoke weed for different reasons um or start smoking weed for different reasons than what they start doing other drugs for I believe and I know for a fact that people can smoke weed their entire lives and never even be interested in doing another drug I know people who have tried other drugs and never tried weed so weed being a gateway drug 110 percent i would have to disagree however is it a drug within itself should it be included in the drug conversation yes and before i get too deep into that i want to say because i've told you about all my fun experiences all the fun different ways we smoked weed all the good times 420 all the all the food all the blunts all the laughter but there were bad times too or bad experiences so one time a good friend of mine um decides to have this grand idea um to stash because he was in charge of stashing the weed in his dorm room and I think at one point we might have took turns but we typically left it with him and because it was loud and he didn't want anyone to smell it he put it inside of his deodorant container so at first we like okay that was an interesting place to put the weed it doesn't make any sense roll it up <laughs> I think we might even hit it out the bong that day and I just remember for me personally speaking from my own experience we always fucked up that day from that deodorant weed is what we call it um but from me hitting it the first time and I just remember inhaling like normal and then kind of getting choked up in my throat and I just I didn't feel right I felt strange. I felt like my breathing was restricted. I felt like I had just inhaled a shit ton of fumes and this may potentially be my last day. And um, I tried to breathe. I tried to drink water. I, I 
halted. <laughs> I stopped smoking that particular weed on that particular day. But I just remember not feeling right. I, I was seeing things on the walk from our friend's house back to our dorm. Um, it was like this tree and it was weird and it was shaped like, um, I was going to sound so weird, like the Grim Reaper. And so now I'm like freaking out, like I'm like flipping out and I'm like, oh my God, if I walk past this tree, the Grim Reaper is going to get me and nobody else sees the Grim Reaper. They're like, you're fucking tripping. I'm like, no, I'm not tripping. He's staring dead at me. And if I walk past this tree, I'm going to die. That's why don't nobody go see it. But y'all, I'm like, we got to take the long way around. Long story short. Over a friend at the time, he's like, no, I got you. Like, let's go. Let's just walk. It wasn't the Grim Reaper, obviously. <laughs> he wasn't trying to kill me, but I just... I was really fucking tripping. Okay. Like that's the point I'm trying to make. Like I was really fucking tripping. And once I got like back inside and it seemed like it was like just really humid and I just literally couldn't breathe. I couldn't lay down. The water wasn't helping. They end up calling 911 and thank God they just came and checked me out, told me I was fine and just kind of like, if you want to go to the hospital, we can take you, but I'm telling you, there's nothing they can do for you. Like you're totally fine. You just probably shouldn't be smoking weed, honey. And then I had to have like a meeting with the director of the dorm hall like it was like this whole big thing and I will never let my friend living down I'm like the weed and the deodorant really that's that's what we doing <laughs> Y'all, I could have been expelled or something like I don't know I guess I couldn't have because they didn't do it but again just a crazy um experience and there's another odd um negative experience that I had with smoking weed and at that point we was just never, never really the same for me, but I don't want to get into it in this episode. I'm going to get into it in our pills and potion episode, which will either be released next week or the week after. So you got to listen every week <laughs> to figure out what uh, experience I had to really change uh, the motherfucking game for me as it pertains to smoking weed. But anyways, after years on years of smoking weed and thinking that there would be no end um god told me to stop and i got this message so clearly um over a year ago um well over a year ago um when I was meditating constantly and the Holy Spirit was telling me that I had to stop smoking weed and it was a few times where I did stop for a little while and then I started to realize how truly codependent I had become on there because I couldn't eat. I had trouble sleeping. I just literally was was almost fiending for weed at certain points in time. And then I would go a while and I would smoke weed again. And then I would stop and I would start again. And I would stop and I would start again. And then it started to be longer stretches of time where I would stop smoking weed. And then every time something like wow crazy traumatic like extremely awful from my perspective would happen I would be right back and I learned that this this habit this habit of smoking weed was a vice it was an escape when when things were hard and because I had lived in such tragedy for so long what my sister called a series of unfortunate events throughout my life And I didn't realize that we was helping me medicate that problem or these problems like it made it easier for me to digest. Um, I probably handle certain things more well than I I 
would have in a sober mind because I was never really in a sober mind. I mean, think about it. Smoking as soon as I wake up, smoking throughout the day, smoking right before I go to sleep. I was never fully in a sober state of mind um, because I hated being sober. I didn't like the feeling of of not being high, of not having a blunt, um, of not hitting my bong, of not having some edible or some form of something that was putting the THC in my body. Once that message became clear from the Holy Spirit that I needed to stop smoking weed, um, I started to put things into perspective. And that was the first time I really sat down and thought about how long I had actually been smoking weed. And I remember looking myself in the mirror and saying, Kiana, I want to know who you are. I want to know who you truly are outside of the weed. Because I didn't know who I was. And I mean, I can't say that like a ton of things have changed and I'm just like a totally different person. Like my my reality took a 180, like my um my personality took a 180, because that would be false, that would be a lie. But do I feel like I know myself better? Yeah, I can handle things, you know, differently. I can't say if I'm handling them better or worse than what I would have handled them a year ago if I was high off my ass. But what I can say is that it had been a full year since I smoked weed. And it's crazy because I stopped smoking weed last year. And um, a month later, I actually needed to take a drug test for work before I became a flight attendant. And I really didn't have a worry in my mind that I was going to pass the test because I hadn't smoked weed in so long. And it's kind of crazy how things play out, you know, because I couldn't got I could have got that job when I was in the thick of it. Right. There was no way I would have been able to handle this job when I was in the thick of smoking weed, because after getting the job at any point in time, I was prone to a random drug test and as much trouble as I had kicking that habit, kicking my smoking habit, I could have fallen off the wagon at any time and jeopardized my job. This was by far not an easy habit to kick. So again, I must say, weed is truly a drug. I felt anxious a lot and I felt like I was always brushed with the temptation of smoking weed and again I know so many people who smoke weed so I'm always around people who smoke weed but then I'm like nope I'm a federal employee I can't do it and they're like oh, okay no 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 you're right so I have had a lot of support you know behind me stopping um smoking weed so again there's not a peer pressure factor like nobody's trying to force me to do anything I don't want to do or should not be doing but the temptation is always around sometimes when I'm sitting in my room alone there's no weed around there's no weed in this house at all and I would just be like what the fuck is that smell and it would smell like weed and I'm like is this a joke it's like a phantom blunt (laughs) like trying to lure me in to to buy some weed and you want to know what else is crazy after I had got the confirmation from God that I started to, I needed to to stop smoking weed. Every time I would buy weed, something would go wrong. Like it would either be trash or I would get shorted in some way or, and I'm like, things is just literally not working out. And it's so evident. It's so clear that nothing in the universe is ever going to align properly for me to be able to smoke weed. 
I just need to stop. I just I just need to give it up because I'm holding on to this vice rather than fully healing and fully being Kiana because I don't need these things. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. Like I don't need anything to be me. I don't need anything to heal. I don't need anything to to go through life. I don't need anything to sleep. I don't need anything to eat. Like I'm fully capable of doing these things on my own, which is why I have to let this weed go. And I wanted to fully build a close relationship with God. Like, I don't want to be high reading my Bible uh, so high. I'm forgetting to pray at night. Like, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm I'm barely saying a prayer, like a quick one, too. And then I'm going to roll up a blunt. Like, it just, it, it was so much. And again, I'm not judging anybody who does it. Um, anybody who wants to do it. Anybody who's in that thick of it. Like, you're, you're in the thick of smoking weed like I was at one point in time that's fine like I don't want you to feel bad about it at all but I don't want you to be so codependent on it like I was that you are not able to fully function in life without having your weed like I was and I'm not ashamed I remember I told everybody for a full year straight if I ever quit this job if I ever leave this job the first thing I'm doing is rolling the blunt well let me tell y'all something that I hate to admit A few days ago I smoked a blunt Or I hit a blunt a few times After a year After a year of being clean After a year of being sober And it wasn't because I felt like I needed it It was just simply because I wanted to So now I'm jeopardizing my job right And then on top of that I didn't like it I didn't like it I don't Feel that euphoria that I felt years ago when I was in the thick of it. I didn't get excited. I didn't want to do it more. I don't need it. I've been able to kick it. I don't hate being sober anymore. I like I'm okay without it. And it's crazy because I never thought that I would get to this place. And even me saying like, yeah, when I quit my job, when I quit my job, if I ever don't do this again, you know, I'm going to start smoking weed. I'm not. Now I'm at a place where I can't see myself going back. I hate that I even backtracked and did that. But I'm sort of glad I did because now I know I'm not missing out on nothing. I'm not missing out on nothing. It's just not me anymore. It's not for me. It's a part of my story. It's a part of what I guess I needed back then in life to kind of help me get through. (laughs) Maybe it was just a phase, but either way, I'm so grateful to have a God that loves me, that let me know um, that I didn't need this anymore. I didn't need this as a crutch I didn't need to hold on to it and I damn sure don't need to go back to it and for anybody who is in the thick of it anybody who smokes weed you are free to do whatever it is you want to do in this life and don't let nobody tell you otherwise but if you thought at any point throughout this that you've been holding on to smoking weed for all the wrong reasons, I encourage you to have that conversation with God and 
to also ask yourself, do you know who you truly are outside of smoking weed? Do you too hate being sober? My name is Kiana Breanne. This is the House of Trauma podcast. Don't forget to email all your advice questions to houseoftrauma at gmail.com. I'll see you next week.